Stories on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. Time now to hear Mikey's story. Mikey presents one of our sister podcasts. It's called Backstage With and takes you behind the scenes to meet the stars of musical theatre. This is his story. I certainly knew there was something different about me at about six years old. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, but I knew... You know, even when I was six years old, you know, we're talking 1997 here, the word gay was thrown about in the playground a hell of a lot. I didn't... I knew what it meant, but I... You know when you know what something means, but you don't really understand what that means for you? I, I knew that being gay meant a man who likes other men. But in my head, I, that wasn't me. I, I knew I was different, and I knew... I, I, I was obsessed with H from Steps. I, I, I loved H from Steps. And... I love the Spice Girls too, but that was something completely different. <laughs> um, but when you heard the word gay being banded around then, I'm guessing it wasn't in a positive way. No, not at all. Mm. And it was, it was thrown at me a lot as well. You know, maybe, maybe not at six, but certainly in primary school. Um, and that, well, that was really hard because it wasn't something you wanted to... I'm sure, you know, you know it's not something... When, when it's banded about like that, it's not something you want to be. Mm. And, you know, you put your armour on and you think, well, I'm not, that's not me. And you get more defensive, which almost is more of a giveaway, as we know. Um, but yeah, I, I knew, I certainly knew at primary school. Um, but, and then, you know, you have those those moments of panic where you think, well, I can't live like that. I can't, I, I, I can't never be honest about this. I can never be open about this. Mm. And you go through that in your head, well, I'm just going to have to keep it a secret for the rest of my life. So you tried to deny it? Oh, completely. I denied it to myself. I denied it to, I mean, I denied it to every, every, in my head completely. And I remember the moment I accepted it so vividly. It was year 10, biology. How apt. <laughs> um, and I was, I can picture, it's so weird. I was in, in the science uh, lab at school and I was in the second row and there was a boy in front who I won't name, but who I was kind of like looking at. Mm. And I went, oh my God, I'm gay. Like, that, that's it. Like there's 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 no there's no going back from this. This this is it. I have to accept this, and I have to get over it because this is who I am. And and I rem- I remember that realization so clearly because it was the moment I went that that's it now. Because you were lusting after him essentially. I guess. Yeah. I guess you know. Sorry, I'm so rubbish. I don't know what year ten is. How old is that? Uh, I would have been fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking nine years since from that first moment of there's something different about me to, oh, God, this, this, I have to accept this now. Yeah. I remember being in high school, in lower school, and I had girlfriends, which is so weird to me now. I had two or three, I think. They didn't last very long, and I was always the one that was dumped. But I think at the same time, I was never that disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it was, it was more of a, you know, we're just best friends who hold hands kind of thing, and it never went any further than that, and I was kind of okay with that. Not even kissing? There might have been, like, yeah. the odd peck, but it wasn't... There was no... And it's weird, because I don't know... They must have known on some level that, that the relationship, in air quotes, wasn't normal or I don't but then you know what relationship at 12 years old is normal um but I certainly in upper school I think I stopped bothering because at that point I'd accepted it I went well there's no point chasing after girls now because I know that's not what I want so from the age of 14 you knew in yourself that you were gay and you were attracted to men and then when was the first time you sort of articulated it or did anything about it 
Well, the, the thing that was really complicated for me that added pressure and panic to me, my everyday life was mm. that my mum was a teacher at my school. Oh. And that made everything a hundred times harder because I had to hide it 24-7. Because, you know, any for other kids, they could go to school and, it you know, they could be themselves and it wouldn't necessarily get back to their parents. Mm. If I did that, you know, even if I let something slip or behaved in a in a in a in a gay way as it were in a different lesson there was I didn't know I I worried that that teacher would go to my mum and say something mm. and that was terrifying for me because I, the 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 last thing I wanted was for my parents to find out yeah I, I was I was terrified why did you worry about rejection you worried they wouldn't understand I don't I don't know I I think because you know it's not like it is now where it's so prevalent mm. It was, it was, it was just, I, at that point, I, I don't know what it was, but I was just, I couldn't let my family find out. I wasn't ready. I didn't know how they were going to react. And I, I just couldn't bear the thought that it might get back to them. So the first time I actually articulated it to anyone was once I'd left school at 16, we went to sixth form college and it was a bit, it was a longer walk than school was. I was walking back into town to go home with my friend Becky and we were walking past Asda, you know, as you do. <laughs> I don't know what came over me, but I was like, I just want to tell someone. And I just went, I need to tell you something. She was like, what, what, what? And you know, in that whole teenager way, where she's like, no, tell me. And I was like, oh God, I can't. And you know, you know, it's like, that was the first time I ever said out loud to anyone, I'm gay. And it felt amazing and incredible, but was also probably the scariest thing I'd ever done. And what did Becky say? I think she screamed. In, you know, in that dramatic teenage girl kind of way. But I don't think she was surprised. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I thought, you know, it's safe for me to start telling my friends now because mm. we're away from school. No, None of these people I see at, at college ever see my parents. Because I never really had friends over to the house for that, re- for that mm. reason. Mm. I kind of, if I, if, I had, if I went out to see friends, I always went out. I never had friends at home. Yeah. It's funny that you said that you just had to tell someone. It's almost like because you'd gone for at least two years just having it in your head and not confronting it or articulate and sometimes you just get to that stage where you just have to blurt it out don't you oh completely and by that point I'd know I'd known on some level for 10 years and I think the freedom of leaving school meant there was nothing from I I was confident enough and I know some people go through that oh god am I aren't I for a lot longer Mm. I was very happy in the fact that I knew Mm. and at that point I was kind of okay with it um but I was going through that whole discovering myself I didn't really know who I was how to behave because you think oh god I'm gay does that mean I should be camp should that does that mean I need to shriek more be you know be flamboyant and what did you do I just it was just I I didn't really know I just I tried to be normal but I didn't really know how to be normal because you know what is normal and I um I wanted to tell someone because at that point that barrier had gone and I thought I can safely tell someone now without it being a thing and without my parents finding out necessarily so I told Becky and then I started telling some of my other friends and my favourite reaction when I told a couple of them, I remember this so clearly as well, it's really funny that how it stays with you. I told Georgie, Emma and Jenny at the same time in English at college and they went, I went, I went, "Um, oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gay by the way. And they went, yeah, we've been telling you that for about three years now. (laughs) (laughs) And had they? (laughs) Oh yeah, but it was funny because I kind of went, have you? But in and you know they they kind of had but not not in a horrible way but just in a you know throwaway joke kind of way but obviously yeah. they kind of knew 
but they hadn't no one had really ever sat me down and said are you and then they were just like yeah, we we know and that was like oh okay fine bit of an anticlimax really it totally was it totally yeah. was. and from that and because of that one that then made it so much easier to tell all my other friends because i was just like yeah. yeah it's fine so it sounds like you surround yourself by a lot of girls yes mm. and that and that was why I thought my family knew as well. And that, I think that almost made it harder to tell them because I thought they already knew. I know that sounds mental, but mm. I did. Um, my mum always, especially because she used to see me at school, she was... All, I think my mum was more self-conscious about the fact that I, all my friends were girls than I was. Mm. But that had been the same all the way through primary school. That wasn't just a high school thing or beyond that. And I remember on summer holidays, when, you know how you always row with your parents when you're on holidays <laughs> abroad? She used to be like, I just want you to, especially when I'd left school and was going to sixth form, she'd be like, you just need to, you know, go back, start sixth form and, and you know, make some friends that are boys. And then I, and I'd then get defensive because I'd be like, well, what, what, there's no, what's, you know, why, why shouldn't I have friends that are girls? Why shouldn't my best friends are girls? And, and that, I found it very difficult, but in the same way, it didn't, it didn't, I, I didn't let it make me go, well, I have to go and make some friends that are boys now. Mm. But I did sometimes lie and say I was going out to see, friends that were boys when I was going to a girl's house mm. because you know for them I think they were like oh god you know is he you know when you're a teenager they worry that you're being a typical teenage boy if you're going to a girl's house you know what are you doing you know we were sitting there and reading magazines and watching TV oh so you don't think they thought that you were gay well I did and I didn't but I think they in their in their way they were protect they were trying to be responsible parents and make sure mm. that I wasn't being irresponsible um, but in my head, because, you know, when you're so paranoid about them finding out, you think they know, but then equally they behave like they do and they don't know. But my mum asked me a couple of times if I was gay. Oh, did she? Yeah. And what did you say? I ran out of the room. And that's the thing. And that's why I was so sure she, that she knew, because it would be so casual, like, on a Sunday night or something, and I'd just go into her room to just talk, chat to her while she was putting some laundry away or whatever. And then she'd just come... We'd be having a normal conversation, and suddenly she'd just go... You do like girls, don't you? And it was always said in that way, right? Like uh, you're not gay, are you? You know? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Not in, not in that. It does. It's a, you know. If she tapped me down and said, "Darling, it's okay. What, whatever you like, whoever, whoever you fancy, that's fine. Just want you to be honest with me. We'll still live, love you by the blah blah blah." If she, if she'd done it like that, I probably would have come out at fifteen. But because it was always, "You do like girls, don't you?" Like, you know, I read that as, "You, I don't want you to be gay." I used to get really defensive. I could feel myself going red. And I just said, yeah, of course, and run out of the room. And, and I thought that was a big giveaway, but apparently not. Um, so I'm guessing there did come a moment eventually where you did have the conversation. Yes. Yeah, sorry. The preamble to this actual That's coming fine. out has been very long. <laughs> but there was, yeah. But it's several years of your life and it's your formative years. It's, I mean, it's quite painful probably to just reflect on it, isn't it? Because there's years where you're not being honest with your own parent, which is tough, right? Yeah, and I think I read something actually a couple of weeks ago that said your 20s are, for gays, the 20s are the, the new teens because you spend 10 years trying to figure out who you are because mm. you had to come out, and I totally think that's true because now I'm 27 now and I feel like if I'd felt, I wish I'd felt like this when I was 17 wow. because now I know who I am and I'm so much, even in the last year, I feel like I'm so much more confident and happy with who I am, but I guess that's just growing up. Mm. Anyway, the actual coming out, right, mm. so... I'd always thought, I don't want to live with my parents when I tell them. And I don't know, I don't know why that was, but I just, in my head, this barrier was, I will tell them when I go to university, when I'm not living at home, and I can be, some, there is somewhere for me to run to. It didn't take me very long. I thought I would be 
terrified of doing it and I put it off for ages, but it happened within the first month. And actually, away from my parents, I was out from the start of university. But with my family, I... It was it was funny. I'd never I'd never really had a drink before I went to uni. Wow. I'd had a bit, but not. I'd probably been drunk once before that, and then you know, freshness happens and all that. And I'd get home from a night out and think, I I want to tell my sister. I want to tell my sister. And I I felt very strongly that I wanted to tell my sister first because I felt like it would be a good gauge of how my parents would react, mm. and also I could talk to her about how I tell my parents. It never happened that straight away. And then after about three weeks, I phoned her one night. It's really weird. With my friends, I didn't mind saying the words I'm gay. But with my family, I, I didn't, I couldn't say that. I couldn't bring myself to say that. I was scared of saying the words I'm gay. So with my sister, I said, I don't like girls. <laughs> and she, she pissed herself. She thought that was so funny. And she cried. Bless her. Bless her. She, she knew, she said she knew on some level. And I think she then went to her friend's house and he was like, yeah, we, we, we've known since he was little. But she accepted you, essentially. Oh, completely. Yeah. And, and if anything, it, was, it brought us closer together because she... I think, for her, that was the first time I'd been totally open with her because I think through our teens, we were never that close because I definitely put a barrier up and we weren't very open with each other. Since then, we've become so, so much closer. Mm. So much closer than we ever were as kids as well. So did she give you advice on how to come out to the parents? She was very good. She said, you don't have to rush it, you know. My parents, also, I should say haven't been together since I was two. They divorced when yeah. I was two years old. So that was worse as well because it was, I have extra people. I have to come out twice. I have mm. to come out to my mum who will tell my stepdad for me and I have to come out to my dad who will tell my stepmom and then it will filter out into the wider family. Mm. And I was more scared of telling my dad than my mum because I, I, I lived with my mum my whole childhood. I used to see my dad a lot and they live a mile apart, if mm. that. But... I had this friend in halls called Craig and we spent a lot of time together in first year um, just watching films and, and shit because he was, he was gay and he was out as well. Mm. Um, so he had that, he, you know, he could tell me his story and, and give me advice. And then one Sunday night, I remember him saying, he was like, you should come out to your mum, you should tell your mum. And everything you read now in 2018 is like, do it when you are ready, do not let anyone yeah. force you. Yeah. And I, 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 I regret that I let him force my hand. Oh, so he more than encouraged you. Yeah, he really put the pressure on, and he was like, "You should, you should phone your mum now and, and tell her." Oh God. And I and I did, but my mum is a teacher, mm. and I rang her at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. That wasn't really the best time. I think she was quite stressed with everything she'd got to do on the Monday. I didn't pick my time very well, which didn't help. So I phoned and I said, "Let's have a chat," and I put it off throughout the whole conversation. And then I said, "I said what I said to my sister. I went, I don't like girls again." I took it out and she got it though did she she got it straight away right. yeah and she wasn't expecting it and I think she cried a little bit as well and it was a, it was a very difficult conversation it wasn't the reaction I was expecting I, I want you know have you seen Love Simon I have actually yes you know sure. when yeah. Jennifer Garner sits there and says everything that you want your mother to say when you tell her you're gay mm. I, I sobbed through, the, through that bit of the film because yeah. it was so cathartic for me because all I could think was oh my god I, I wish I wish I'd had that not that it was a bad reaction. I didn't get kicked out or anything. I should say my mother and I are very, very close. Mm. I didn't pick my time very well. And that had more of an effect on it than me actually telling her. She didn't really know how to react. And it, I think if our parents could see who we become 10 years later, they would worry so much less. But because it's so new to them and their generation, this whole coming out thing, you know, when they were kids, it wasn't a thing. And now it is. I think they worry about safety. They worry about everything. That It's the unknown to them. But what did she actually say to you then? The only thing I really remember was when she said, 
you're not going to start hanging around gay bars, are you? Sure. That was the only, that was the thing, she, and I got really defensive because actually I'd met some really good friends in my first few weeks in, in gay bars in Nottingham mm. because, you know, how else was I going to meet like-minded people? And I, I got a bit defensive and I went, well, actually, I've been to a couple of, of, of all right ones. And I kind of should have just gone, no, mother, it's fine. And just, you know, ignored mm. that and just gone, whatever. But I think I probably made it a bit harder again than it needed to be. Didn't really do myself any favours with this one. Um, so, you know, if I could have my time again, I would pick my time better. I would do it face to face. I really almost regret doing it over the phone because when you're doing it over the phone, you don't have that eye contact. You don't have that you know, that, that honest conversation mm. that might make it harder, but also easier. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends wrote letters to their parents, mm. left it in a place where they would see it straight away and then left the house and then were phoned back and said, you know, come home, we still love you and all that. And I think that's a really good way of doing it. I kind of wish I'd thought of that. That's quite nice because like you say, sometimes it's that instant reaction and parents don't know how to react. And they do mean to say all those things like, we still love you, we just want you to be happy. But it doesn't come out like that when you tell someone they haven't had time to formulate those thoughts yet. Totally, you know, I'd had 10 years to process it by yeah. that point they've had 10 seconds 10 yeah. you know a tenth of a second yeah. um and actually my friends who wrote a letter and then left the house and let their parents suggest it before they actually spoke to them and had another mm. conversation with them I kind of am jealous of that I wish I'd thought of that I wish I'd mm. done that um because maybe it would have been better but you know my my mum bless her then drove down to university to Nottingham to see me the next weekend wow. And it was awkward at first. It was awkward for the first hour or so, and then we had a. We went to Asda in Nottingham. She took me. She took me for to do my food shop for the for the week. Are you sponsored by Asda? This is the second mention of Asda. I know, and yet I and now I just don't. I, I you know, it's probably I can't remember the last time we went near an Asda. Um, and she, we went. You know, this is Nottingham. It was the, the Asda was just up the road. We we sat in the Asda cafe and had a cup of tea, and we just had a chat. And that was when I got my you know, I, I still love you, blah, 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 conversation. Right. So I did get it yeah. in the end. It was almost like the post coming out because it yeah. was the, the, the first face-to-face conversation since. And I was grateful that we'd had that because I felt so much better after that. But that week leading up to it had been really horrible because I was just, I was scared to ring I her did. again. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one I was terrified of was my dad. And then it got to the night before I was going home to see, to see my family for the weekend. And my sister was coming to my dad's for dinner with me that the next night. And my mum rang and was like, look, you need to tell your dad tonight because you can't, um, you can't go there with your sister tomorrow when your sister knows and he doesn't because that puts her in a really awkward position. And I get that. And maybe I should have, you know, got to grips with it and just done it sooner. But I had left it and I'd put it off. So I thought, OK, I'm going to have to do it. And bless her, my flatmate, Charlie came up to my room and sat with me while I while I phoned my dad and held my hand oh. and with that one I actually managed to say the words dad I'm gay wow well done third time lucky third time <laughs> lucky we got we, we got there we got there <laughs> and what did he say I think he was a bit shell-shocked because he just he just did such a man thing he went that's fine um what are you doing tomorrow oh right and I just went oh okay I was like well I'm coming home as you know um and I thought I thought that was fine, and, and we just had a normal chat after that, and then that was it. But it was the next night when I got home, and my sister wasn't there at this point. My dad came and picked me up from my mum's, and I was there sitting with my dad, and my stepmom was in that other room, and I was interrogated, properly interrogated. Oh, your dad? Yeah. Right. But how do you know? How, and I, Dad, I've known for, for years. I've, 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 I've known since I was really, really young. Yeah, but how do you know? 
if, if, does, he was like, does that mean something's happened? I went, he was like, and I was like, well, you know, there, there's people that I, I look at and think they're attractive and that I'm attracted to. Oh, right, so has stuff happened? I went, well, well no, not, not with them. So you hadn't had a boyfriend no. at this point? I hadn't no. done anything. No, gosh, okay. No, I hadn't even kissed a boy. And he's like, so how do you know? I had to be very delicate about how I expressed that to him. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this was all very new to me talking about this as well. Yeah. Um, and I felt very vulnerable in that situation. But I stood my ground. I really fought for, for, how, for how I yeah. felt. And I said, the thing is, I just turned it on him. I went, well, how do you know you're straight? Good point, yeah. What did he say? He just went, uh, and um, he just threw it back on me. Went, but how do you know? I said, it's just who I am. I said, I can't explain it. This is how I feel. This is who I'm attracted to. And that's it. And I was interrogated for about half an hour. And after that, he went, okay. And and it, I think on some level, he was just checking that I was sure. Yeah. <laughs> fine. And he'd been, he's been cool with you ever since? Um, yes. I mean, I think it was always a bit taboo after that. It wasn't really mentioned. and And I know that he was... He didn't ever tell any of the extended family. But I remember um, an awkward conversation once I had with him on the phone. And I was like, well, have you told anyone? Like, no, we're not going to tell people. Oh. Mm. And, I, and that upset me. But I got over it because I was just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And I know. So, and that's all that matters. And has that stayed the same? Because... No. Do you know what? Um, Sometimes that does change over time. My relationship with my parents... You know, it, it was never bad post coming out. But until I got a boyfriend it was never really talked about okay I remember I was seeing someone at university once very briefly and I mentioned it to my mum and I think it made her feel a bit awkward and I think she was a bit nervous about bringing it up and and it was never really talked about Mm. Uh, but it wasn't until I got my first boyfriend who they had met before anyway because we were friends for four years first before we got together and we're still together now it's been three and a bit, bit years and they love him they absolutely love him. I think they love him more than they love me. Um, <laughs> and because I think, you know, I think when you come out to your parents, they probably worry that you're going to bring home a boy with it, you know, who's got tattoos and a, and a piercing. You know what I mean? That, and a motorbike. That's yeah. what my mother's fear was. They, that, that's what they're, it's that kind of image, that yeah. stereotypical image of what they're scared of. Mm-hmm. And actually, I brought home the politest person you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know your boyfriend, so yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... He, and yeah, and they, since then, they, I think they can see how happy I am with him. Mm. And, and I think that for them, that's sort of, it's fine now. It's yeah. absolutely fine. What I normally do at the end of the, the coming out stories is ask people if they give any, any advice for other people coming out. But actually, I think what is a more interesting question is would you have any advice to parents of how to, how to cope with it or deal with being told they've got a gay son or daughter? If you've seen Call Me By Your Name, Timothy Chamelet, I think that's how you say his name, mm-hmm. um, falls in love with um, Army Hammer, mm. who's a lot older than him, and the parents realise that there's something going on. And they never mention it until, it's, um, until it becomes an issue and he's clearly upset, and they say, you know, we can see that you are in love and, it, and that you're hurting, blah, 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 blah. And almost not, put, not addressing the label, addressing the feelings... I think is a really nice way of doing it and saying yeah, you're it's not all about sex. No, and, and you know, for some people labels aren't a thing. If it's mm. if it's I'm struggling because I'm attracted to this person and they don't like me back, you know, that gender is irrelevant from that conversation. Mm. And I think it's just about being open and honest. If I if I had my time again, I would be a lot more open and honest. I would have done it before I went to university or I would have done it when I'd gone home. And I would never I I really, really regret letting someone force me to do it. 
I mean, they didn't force me as in they didn't, like, dial the number and press call. Yeah, they didn't hold you down, but you're but, right, there was too much pressure there. But the, the timing, I wouldn't have done it then when they suggested. And also, they, they put the pressure on. I'd only known them four weeks. I was like, and, and now I think, God, why did I let someone do that? But, you know, I'm a much more strong-willed now mm. than I was then, and I would, I'm a lot more sure of myself, but, you know, that's growing up. Thanks so much, Mikey. And don't forget to check out his podcast as well. It's called Backstage With, where you can find all the behind-the-scenes stories behind loads of different West End shows. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goldswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Next time round, you're going to hear from Morgan McMichaels. Yep, she was in the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race and featured in an All-Stars series too. You'll hear what happened when she came out in Scotland.